0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley, and this is a podcast about reclaiming the place of priority relationship is providentially intended to hold in your life. You know, we live in a world where community is far too often pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things, but the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As believers, we have the choice to prioritize connection in our life every day and to live face-to-face with God and people. In this show, I'll be number one sharing research which supports the importance of relationship, Number two, giving you tools to help you improve your interpersonal connections. And number three, sharing writings that I have done in the past on the importance of community. It is my sincere hope that the content presented in this podcast equips you to better serve and love others. To access my past and future articles, subscribe to my YouTube channel or purchase a copy of my books. Visit homeschoolerponderings.blogspot.com. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 45 of the Restoring Report podcast. Super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today, as always. Um, today, I'm going to be interviewing Landon Malk. And I think it. I've been interviewing a lot of people on the show for a long time. And I think it's time to start interviewing people who are basically the target audience of the show. They're right in the thick of everything we talk about. Um, so I think it's good to start getting some of you guys on here listening or actually giving a chance to share. And um Asking you questions, basically where Gen Z is in the relational world when it comes to pursuing marriage. Um, just super excited for this interview today. Landon, great to have you on. I don't know if you've ever done a podcast before. We were talking at the beginning. I think this is your first one. Um, yeah, it's, so how it's do you feel great about to be,
1: be here. Yep. Oh, it's great to be here, man. I'm so happy that I uh, get the opportunity to come
0: here and talk and just share a little bit about what I've uh, you know, been going through the past couple of years. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. We need more. Hey, listen. We need more guys to be able to do that. Um, Just share kind of what it's like uh, as as a man looking to pursue the goal of marriage. um, There are challenges. There are awesome parts. Um, Just sharing what those are all like and giving people kind of a um, not only what to expect, but just um, being an example for those looking to follow follow in the footsteps. So. Uh, just super excited for the, the content we've got planned out for you guys today. Um, Layton, go ahead and tell us just so, before we get started a little bit about yourself. Again, the subject of this um, this interview is going to be uh, the benefits of getting married young. For those of you who haven't listened to uh, part one of this series, we I interviewed Brian and Sarah Wheeler a long time ago. They got married at a young age, talked about all the things that they uh, believe that they got from that they, that they wouldn't otherwise get if they postponed marriage. So we're going to be talking about the benefits of getting young today. Uh, getting very young today, so Landon, go ahead and tell us just a little bit about yourself, um, where you ca- are kind of now. Um, you can introduce your fiance. I know you're engaged you to be married, coming up pretty soon. Uh, oh, so yeah. just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got to where you are now. Um, a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, um, so I'm Landon Mock. Like he said, um, I'm from Kentucky. Uh, I've I grew up in a small town. Um, Mom and dad always you know, supporting me the whole way through. Um, and I grew up in church and I think that has a lot to do with where I'm at today. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, nonstop, I was looking for someone that I planned on spending the rest of my life with.
0: Right. Would you say that was uh, a goal for you just to interrupt you real quick. Would you say that was a goal for you, uh, kind of just at the start, since you were a kid or was that something that developed uh, later in your life? That desire? Yeah. So, um,
1: Around middle school, I actually started dating this girl, and um, mm-hmm. we were going to church together and stuff, and it was really cool, and um, my mom made sure that, you know, whenever it was time for me to start dating, whenever I decided I was going to start dating, she made it very, a very big priority to instill in me that th- we're not just dating to date in this family. Yeah. She said, you know, we, we don't just date so that we can say we have a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if you were, if you want to date somebody, the end goal is marriage. Yeah. You know, she, she made it very clear that if you're just dating to date, you're wasting your time. Right. Yeah. So I, I was in a long, uh, you know, a very long lasting relationship all throughout high school. Um, now it didn't end up working out, but it was those relationships that I had to, you know learn through. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it really mom allowing me to think of it that way and to help me think of it that way really raised me up to better understand what would be
0: required of me and expected of me in a marriage. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I know a lot of times on this show, we really drive home the point hard that uh, marriage should be the end goal. If marriage isn't the end goal, you're either looking to fulfill a temporary need and risk somebody's heart by getting them involved. Um, because th- what, what if they're dating for the real the end goal of marriage and you've just involved them in this, this, um, this journey that you're really not even working towards that goal. You're just looking mm-hmm. to, you know, maintain a social status, uh, you present yourself a certain way on social media, um, try out a person like you would a handbag, or a new accessory when really that's not what dating is about. People are actually uh, things that you enter relational bonds with to move forward together, not things that you try out as a, as a commodity. Uh, so super great right. point there. Um, and when people don't do that, that's when you get hurt. That's when you get, yeah. uh, that's when people get hurt because if you're just trying things out, if you're just um, non-committally sort of entering these relationships, just so you can have a boyfriend, just so you can see how it is. If you're entering love out of curiosity, Um, And suddenly you wake up one day and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm really not into this anymore. And you back out. Suddenly you've got this other person in there that is um, probably a little more committed than you and who's going to have a much higher consequence um, than you should things not work out. So super great that you pointed that out right off the start. Um, Just today, the first question that I want to kind of start off with, Landon, is that marriage is often kind of postponed uh, into the late 20s or beyond for many people today. I think the national (coughs) average for men is 29. And the national average for women is um, 27, actually. So what are some reasons that you have decided to kind of go against this cultural trend? What are some reasons that you would like to get married young? And uh, what do you believe that offers you that postponing it doesn't?
1: Yeah, so like I said, I was raised up that, you know, being with a woman is for marriage. And that's all. Um, You know, I I was raised by both a mother and a father that loved me. And they loved each other. Um, yeah. you know, they, they definitely were instrumental in the way that they raised me up and what I chose to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I always knew I'd find the right woman. Um, because, you know, God, I, I believe in his will and that he has someone out there for everybody. And it, it's really interesting the way that my relationship story went. Um, I, I started looking for my wife or, you know, who I thought could become my wife. I I had a set of standards when I was very young Mm -hmm. yeah, and, um, enable that enabled me to find a woman earlier. And I think that that's the biggest problem is, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why I decided to go against the trend is Mm -hmm. because I was already looking for a certain list of standards that Mm. other guys, my age didn't have, they didn't Mm. have that list yet. So it wasn't as much a conscious decision of, okay, I'm going to go against society. You know, it wasn't a rebellious decision to get married early. It was out of, you know, my personal ability from being raised up that I was able to get a list of things to pray for, get a list of things that I would actively search out for people that I was going to spend time with. Um, And once I found someone who met the criteria you know, you, you spend time with them and figure out, okay, are they going to stick with this criteria? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I think that's a huge part. And that's what I found in my fiance, Maddie. Um, you know, the more we dated, the more she fell in line with the criteria.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: even things that she may have been a little iffy on, like some of the values that I hold, um, things that she may not have had to think about. Um, you know, the more that we talked, and the more that we had these conversations and studied, and you know, we're in the Word together and prayed together. The more that she fell in to the standards that I already had set at such a young awesome.
0: age. That's so good. That's so good. I think, uh, first of all, you're I th- just speaking, just paying you a compliment. I think you're way ahead of the curve there on a lot of guys. Uh, in the in the younger generation um, today, just because I think we really spend our teen our late teen years, our early twenties, pursuing things, uh, ambitious things, our own dreams, our own goals, Um we're really not really thinking about marriage that much. I think today, and that lands us in a lot of problems. Um, you know, on the show we talk about uh, it's not really an opinion. Men who don't get married uh, generally are unhealthier. They, uh, you know, alcohol and drug abuse are common. They earn less than married men. They die sooner. I mean, those are statistical realities um, that you really can't argue with. So really, I love to point out on this show how if you're a man, 99 to 1, getting married is the choice for you. Um, And I just I love that the earlier you can realize that and start pursuing it, the better, because um, let's just say you start encountering problems. Let's say everything doesn't work out. You're looking for a spouse and everything isn't going your way. If you haven't started early looking for that, and you start late, I mean, you've already missed out on, you know, it could be like 10 years with your partner. It could be 10 years that you would be more healthy, uh, that you would be healthier in all those areas. So that's something we really like to talk about on the show. So just kudos to you. Kudos to you for realizing that. And thanks for setting an example to uh, guys our age. How old are you, Landon? I'm 20 years old. I turned 21 in October. Okay. Wow. See, setting an awesome example for guys our age, Um, just... Giving them the right goal, man, giving them the right goal. Um, I want to hear why you think marriage is a good choice just for our generation, especially, especially men, but you don't have to answer specifically for men. Um, what's one reason that you think getting married is a good choice in general for, for young believers?
1: Yeah. So, um, especially for young men, I think that we are raised up in a way that is, um, kind of isolated, almost like a lone wolf, um, type society where you know we're supposed to pick ourselves up and continue to move forward in life even after um our child like children days yeah before the maturing that comes with age we um we have our parents Mm -hmm. and eventually you know we are called to go away from our parents and cling to our wives yeah and um you know, uh, the reason I believe that the reason Jesus tells us to do that is purely because we as humans, we need we need a partner. Yeah, um, we 100%. need a teammate. We need someone to be there for us. Um, that's men and women. We all need yeah. a partner. And um, through marriage, we get that teammate,
0: somebody to come along and help us. 100%. As a uh, I just graduated college this past uh, April, finished my four year degree, got my bachelor's in early childhood ed, and uh, some of my friends decided to get married while they were in school. And let me tell you, I know they have had problems. I know they've had challenges, but I would infinitely prefer those challenges to the challenges that I had going through college alone, um, just because of exactly what you just pointed out. I mean, going it with a partner is so much easier than going it alone, Um, not because it's easy. There are challenges, there are things you have to face, you have to work through together, um, but you have that support system. You know, I mean, the Bible starts off, man is not made to be alone. It's not good <laughs> that man should be alone. Um, so it's, we need our helpmate. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, that's again, why I would point back to the, very, it's very observable in the, num- observable in the numbers that men are less healthy when they um, try and go at solo. Um, so just great, great, great point that you have there. Um, why do you think, g- given, that, given that what you just said, that seems pretty common sense, right? Why do you think marriage is often discouraged in today's culture? Have you ever heard people say, you know, like, you've got your whole life ahead of you. Um, why rush it? Why get married now? Uh, this, is your, this is your time to do whatever you want as a single individual without responsibility. That's kind of an argument that I hear a lot from people arguing against getting married young. Um, So why, given what you just said, which is true, why do you think people say that?
1: I I hear that almost every (laughs) time somebody (laughs) hears that I've gotten engaged. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's like the thing that I always have told people, and this is true, but it's not the main reason. Is I've, I found the person that I was supposed to be with. Mm -hmm. You know, you may tell me, well, you have so much time ahead of you. And I'm thinking, yeah, but. I already have the girl that I want to be with. So why does it matter if I get married now or get married 10 years? Mm -hmm. Um, But I personally think that people discourage this type of marriage at an early Mm -hmm. age purely based off of what they've experienced in their life. Yeah. yeah. Whether that is, oh, well, I got married at 20 and we got a divorce and it was messy and it ruined my life and you know, all this stuff. And that, that's a good point for them, you know, Mm -hmm. but right at the same time, we can't allow fear of something not working out to control what we do. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to (laughs) sit. I'm not going to sit and like, be like, Oh, what if I get married and then we divorce and she takes all my stuff? Like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I, I can think about those things. And as men, I believe we have to plan for those things. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, it's not about being scared and staying alone. Yeah. I would much rather be scared and have someone to be scared with me. And um, that's one thing that I found in Maddie that just makes me complete. You know, you you have Mm -hmm. to find somebody who is good and parts of their lives that you're not so good at. And mine is as a man, I think of all the negative things, all the bad things that could happen. And she is very optimistic.
0: So when I'm
1: like, when I'm over here saying like, okay, but like financially, are we going to be okay? And like, what are we going to do if this happens? She's like, listen, we'll be okay. We have each other. You know, we could live in a tent and neither one of us would really be that bad off. And I'm like, you know Mm -hmm. what? You're right. Like we're enjoying Mm -hmm. life together and that's all that matters.
0: Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings. Okay, So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs five dollars a month which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day okay so you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account if you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about this is your chance okay follow the link in the show notes to become a sub thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to and now without further ado let's get back to the episode
1: another reason i think it's discouraged is especially in the past like 50 years, there has been a dopamine addiction epidemic in the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that people do is for an instant gratification and that's it. Yeah. And I think that people have now considered marriage that you have to grow up and stop chasing this dopamine. And, you know, they were, they're addicted or were addicted or still are. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Oh, but that's dangerous because if you get married, how are you going to get your fix of dopamine? Yeah. Um, mm. and, and this has been such a big thing for me, especially talking to guys that, you know, are my age or even younger. And they're like, man, that's awesome that you're getting married, but I just don't know how I do it. Like, well, I, yeah. I want to go out and have fun and right. like, you know, spending time with my wife. Like, you know, that'll take away from all this stuff. And, I will straight up ask them. Okay, are you addicted to nicotine? Okay, yeah. Are you addicted to pornography? Yeah. And do you use alcohol excessively?
0: Mm-hmm. If any of those are a yes, there's your problem. There's your problem. That's a great point, man. I, let me tell you, I those and in my in my personal experience, all those things that instant gratification, dopamine addiction, um, whether it's through pornography, which I think is really the case for. Guys, particularly, I think you know you can have other addictions, but I think pornography, because of it's so accessible and available, um, that it's going to be the biggest one any of them have to face today. And we're all going to have to face it if you have access to you know a cell a cell phone a smartphone now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really like um, that 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 counterfeit pornography, in my opinion, is a counterfeit. So it's something that has stepped in to take the place of something that is not the the God intended art of genuine article. So mm-hmm. anytime for me that the genuine article is present, that counterfeit loses a whole lot of its power. So I really encourage guys who are having this reoccurring, like you're saying this reoccurring problem, man, your solution to that is actually intimacy with a woman through the context mm-hmm. of marriage. And yeah. if you're not pursuing that, if you're tension- intentionally avoiding that, um, you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of struggle. I mean, that's not going to go away. You think that's going to go away just with time? That's not going to go. Mm. Addictions don't go away with time. Addictions no, go away and, with solutions. Yeah. So I to, love that you point that to out.
1: Interrupt, but, um, yeah, you ahead. know, pornography, I, I believe it is brainwashed a generation yeah. into believing that we are free by being able to be single and still have this, yeah. you know, yep. instant dopamine gratification that Mm -hmm. sex within a marriage would have given us even Mm -hmm. more of Um, totally it's brainwashed us into thinking that oh well now we don't have to be married and we can be free and have fun and still get this but it's not the same it's not the same amount of dopamine i really suggest a book called your brain on porn it is just absolutely
0: it it lays down the statistics what was it Uh, who wrote that book? What's the author? I can't remember. Hold on. Let me look. Okay. There's a, there's one called, uh, there's a, it's called the porn myth by Matt Frad, which I haven't actually read yet, but it's uh, very good. He just speaks about that. I mean, just, just look at the, there have been psychiatrists and psychologists who have done survey mass mass thousands of people on this. Married people do have better sex. It's just a fact. I mean, you you can say pornography gives you all the pleasure without any of the limitation, but it's simply not true. Um, you, pornography, you could be uh, <laughs> jerking off to pictures of what a, are a human trafficking victim. I mean, that's mm-hmm. anybody who says that's ethical is not in their right mind. Right. Uh, that's it also warps your brain. It gives you these unreasonable expectations about what is healthy in a sexual mm-hmm. relationship. It, um, it it also gives you the lie that, you know, uh, you have to have all these people. You can't just have a life life. Yeah. Mate. It, yeah. it also says that, you know, <laughs> It, it tell it. People say it's it's education, but it's the worst education because all the things yeah. they do in porn is just not not good. Uh, so according to these surveys, so what's the author? What's what was the author? The author was
1: Gary Wilson? Gary Wilson, um, Your Brain on Porn by Gary Wilson. And I'll, I have a few statistics that really just pop out of me um, mm-hmm. whenever we think of these things. So statistics show that eighty four point four percent of young men, that's ages fourteen to eighteen, yeah. have been exposed to pornography at some oh, point. Yeah. And 70% of those young men will admit that they are now addicted to porn yeah, and view it at least sure. once a month. Yeah, I mean, that right there goes to show you this is a huge problem for within sure. our generation. Yeah. And then we yeah. wonder, why are we having more depression? Why are we having mm-hmm. more anxiety? Why aren't we getting married? And it, it's it's the most clear, um, clear-cut explanation that we could possibly have. That and nicotine addiction. I mean, anyone who's going to a public school right now Mm -hmm. knows that the nicotine addiction is out of control. My my 13-year-old cousin is in a middle school full of people who get caught vaping in the bathrooms. And speaking my truth, I'm just recently coming out of a nicotine addiction. And it's the hardest thing to quit. And people don't realize that when they're young. They don't have the mental capacity to realize that... Oh, well, I I can quit. It's not a big deal. I I won't become addicted. I mean, I know this person did, but I won't. And it's those type of things that run rampant. Mm -hmm. And they've caused young men to completely lose sight of things that God has called us to do. Mm -hmm. We cannot serve our flesh and also serve God. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't serve two masters. And Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly believe that if you are addicted to pornography, you are serving pornography, right? They are making billions of dollars off of Mm -hmm. your lust. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And not to mention that the number one searched porn category in the last three years was teen.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's just talk about it. And you know why I why I've heard that is is because as in the case with all addictions, your tolerance level goes up. So to get that high, you have to consume more and more deviant twisted forms of porn. And I I mean, this is true across the board. That's why we have these off rape is a commonly searched category, incest, um, child porn like this. These things are so bad and you wonder how can you get to that place where you're actually going to that for, uh, to get your needs met. And it's like, you got to that place by one step, one step, one step, one step because you weren't willing to pursue or you did well, it's not weren't willing because you are not pursuing you don't have the genuine article that God's yeah that God's designed um, for you. And it's just not so
1: thirty-five percent yeah. 35% of all internet downloads are related to pornography.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thirty-five percent. That's a ridiculous yeah. number because the amount of downloads that are going on the internet every single day thirty-five percent of that, that's hundreds and hundreds of thousands. 40 million people regularly use porn sites in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that should go to show that you, this isn't something that people just, you know, go in and move back and they, you know, they don't need it after they use it. Um, Mm -hmm. it, It's something that is incredibly, incredibly addictive to our brains. And it's like what you were saying Dopamine, the way it works is whenever it goes to our dopamine receptors in our brain,
0: yeah.
1: it it gives us this high. And then mm-hmm. there's a serotonin released, mm-hmm. which is your feel-good drugs. Mm-hmm. And because of that, your body continues to want more. yeah, And it takes more and more dopamine for your brain to release those chemicals. So every time that you go on there, you can't watch the same thing because now it's not enough. And then you've got yeah. to go to more... Yeah. vulgar and yeah, just sadistic totally. forms of pornography and it's the same thing with drugs nicotine whatever mm-hmm. you want to say your body gets a tolerance yeah. to where it will no longer give you that rush of serotonin and this other cocktail of chemicals that yeah. makes you feel better yeah and it won't release it unless you do more right that's where those addictive Tendencies come from, yeah. you know, people are like, oh, well, this isn't addictive. This in its state is not addictive. You know, that that's the worst argument ever, because mm-hmm. it's not about the thing that you're consuming. It's about your brain. It's and about how it how reacts
0: sexy. when you consume it. You yeah. can become addicted to anything. Yeah. And I, I think that- but particularly those things like you're talking about that have, I think I, don't, I forget what the actual number is. I read it one time and I forgot. But I think with porn, it's like a 200 percent spike. In dopamine release and that's just you you expect here's and here's the worst part about it is since kids have access to the internet now we're giving them these little phones these devices that um, can go, they can go anywhere they want they can access the same thing that a 50 year old felon can mm. access on the internet they, they have that access if, if their phone's not restricted itself and so. so and we expect them to have access to a 200 percent spike in dopamine and make a wise decision as an 11 to 12 year old. Like that's the, that's the normal first age of exposure. Yeah. The
1: average age of a first impression of porn is 11 years old. Yeah. It's unreal. Dude, It's absolutely, that's ridiculous. And I think that one of the biggest problems with that is not only are we giving these kids cell phones, Mm -hmm. but I think it's really interesting that, when this video goes out, there will be people who hear this, hear what we're talking about right now, and mm-hmm. will argue against what we believe about porn. Mm-hmm. They will get angry. And all that does is just prove the point more that they have an addiction, a serious addiction that they cannot mm-hmm. fight against at this point. Mm-hmm. It is not their addiction at this point. You know, it is taken over. Right. Um you know, I, I would love to see uh, all porn websites. This is from a political standpoint. All porn mm-hmm. websites should have a verifying page yeah, totally. where you either have to turn in your ID to yeah. a snapshot of your ID or social security number. That would keep yeah. kids and people yep. who shouldn't be 100%. on those sites yep. from getting on those sites. One hundred percent. And, you know, people are spending $3,075 a second on porn yeah that's the average amount of money being received (laughs) by porn websites every second they are making absolute boatloads off of
0: people's lust and lack of Mm -hmm. self-control it's it's child abuse dude because think about it if 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 a child were in the room in the room uh watching what was being done in these videos these porn videos that would be abuse everybody in that room would be an offender but if a child has access to that virtually, it's somehow sex education. And I, mm-hmm. I cannot understand how. I don't understand why. Uh, it it lights a fire in me to think that there is no regulation like you're talking about. And all, of this, all of this is to say, all this goes back to the fact that porn is not a replacement for getting married. It is Absolutely. simply not. It is not a replacement for intimacy within marriage. It is not a replacement for getting your needs met. It is not a real life partner, like we talked about at the beginning of this episode. It does not come alongside you. All you're doing through porn is meeting a temporary need that you will have to come and get met again through some something that is harming women, it's harming children, and it's harming men. It's harming literally everybody. Um, so, uh, you know, people people make the argument all the time that it's it's all of the positive. Without any restriction, you can't hurt the woman's feelings if you leave her. You can't. Uh, there's no emotional damage. There's no emotional attachment. They say because of that, it's better. It's a casual fling or whatever with a virtual partner. That is so not true. And that just because there's a lack of restriction does not m- make something better. One of my favorite authors talks about um, skydiving. He uses skydiving as an example. Without the restriction of your parachute, skydiving would be fun until you hit the ground, until there was the consequence. But you. Mm. It is best enjoyed within the context of restriction. And that's true for a huge number of things including human sexuality. You can't just go without any rules. If you go without any rules, you have serious, serious consequences. So I'd love to right. point that out. Um, if, is there anything else you want to say on that? Um, the you. only
1: thing I would say is if you believe that you don't have a connection with these girls that you're watching on mm-hmm. a, you know, some people daily basis, mm-hmm. why do you remember their names? Mm -hmm. I know guys who could sit there and name off Mm -hmm. people that they have watched in porn.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, that always blew my mind. I'm like, how do you not see that you have an addiction when you remember their names, like they're friends, like they're your girlfriend. They they don't know you. They don't care about you. Right. You have been played by the system.
0: Yeah. 100 percent, dude. 100%. One hundred percent. People think that uh, the, that's the biggest lie. One of the biggest lies ever is that you can engage in sexual activity without forming attachment. That's not the way your brain set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, one of my favorite marriage therapists says that uh, sexuality is a psychosocial spiritual act, and it engages everything in you, every part of your your character, your nature, your 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 personhood. It engages that in the act. You think you can go around. A, hopping from bed to bed, doing these things without a consequence, you cannot. There will be physical, mental, emotional consequences every time. You just can't. You might be able to last to a certain point without having these consequences, but you will eventually begin to feel them, and they will be very heavy, very heavy Mm -hmm. on your soul. And you can talk to people that have done it, and they will tell you Mm -hmm. that exact thing. Um, Absolutely. love that dude. Love your point on there. Um, just kind of tying into that there, there are other ways that people say when you get married young, when you get married in general, you're missing out on your season of fun. Uh, you're missing out on having a, having a better time, uh, not even referring to porn, just other things. What would you say to those people? Have you ever been told as, as somebody who's engaged to be married at 20 years old, have you ever been told, uh, you should wait so you can do all this stuff before then. And you can always do that later. What, because you can have more fun. What's your response to that?
1: Yeah. So, um, I actually proposed about a year into my two-year degree and okay. um you know there was the the main few responses that you get are your season of fun and your college experience yep. and what are you going to do yep. and like that's my next question go, yep. it's like how are you going to go through all this stuff and not have a uh, you know season of freedom and yeah uh, i mean i believe that that view is contrived on the basis. Of the, that you have to be sexually active or mm-hmm. else that energy needs to go somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, I think that it's it comes a lot through movies, songs. I mean, you turn on a secular radio at this point, a radio station of pop music, almost every song has something sexual in it. And it yeah. praises this hookup culture mm-hmm. and telling children, that are listening to this music. Oh, that's empowering. You yeah. know, you have freedom to do whatever you want, go out yeah. and sleep with a bunch of people. And that is what causes this generation that had it in the beginning that are now parents. Yeah. Of my generation. Yeah. They now believe that this is an empowering thing to do to go out mm-hmm. and have hookups and just n- yeah. no restriction no within yeah, a re- no. relationship they now believe that and are now teaching their children that Mm -hmm. they need to go out and just have fun and just, and they don't even realize the amount of mental stress and the amount of brainwashing that that puts into their kids. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest part is that our parents' generation were raised on this music and industry and, you know, entertainment, and it's just gotten worse as it came to our generation. And now this whole culture is just glorified.
0: Yeah, 100%. Whereas if they would just go, just think about it for a minute, just think about, I mean, when did it become about having fun as the ultimate goal? I was always raised that it it is a wonderful thing to be able to devote your entire life to serving one person. Nobody's going to know that person better. Nobody's going to be able to serve that person better. Nobody's going to have more of an impact on that life as you, if you get married, if you choose to get married. Um, I, think it, I forget where I read this. I read somewhere that it takes 10,000 hours and you can become the best in the world at, at that thing that you put 10,000 hours into. Just imagine taking that principle into your marriage, putting 10,000 hours into serving, learning somebody, um, understanding how they work, becoming a master of that person um, and giving that person everything that you have that is gonna make an incredible impact into a life. People talk about ministry, they talk about evangelism and all these things, but marriage is something that you can do. It's in a small field. Yes, you don't get to impact many people. It's just that one person, but you totally change that person's life. You totally change that person's life. And as believers, I mean, God set the example of marriage for us. People say Jesus wasn't married and he was 33 years old. He was, his whole goal of coming to earth was to die for the bride of Christ. That was his goal. Mm. And yes. I, I, so I don't understand the argument that people say that, you know, some people, some Christians will say Jesus wasn't married. Therefore, it's, it's totally fine for, you know, only half of our generation to be getting married. If that 49% of adults ages 18 and older are married today. You have two number. options. Yeah. You
1: have two options as a Christian. You will either marry the church like mm-hmm. Paul did. Yep. You, can, you can devote your whole life yep. to Christ and be the mm-hmm. bride of Christ. And that's mm-hmm. great but you have to know why you're doing it. And Mm -hmm. then you have to take that role as the bride of Christ. And now you are loyal to Christ. You have those restrictions, those same restrictions that I have getting married to a woman. You have the same restrictions from Christ. He doesn't want you. He doesn't want to share you. Right. If you, if you decide to devote your life to Christ and get married to Christ and become the bride of Christ, then you now owe him the same respect that you would owe your wife. Yeah. And I believe that there are some people who were meant for that. And Mm -hmm. that's great. And I I applaud them. And I think that that's a really honorable thing for them to do. Yeah. But... At the same time, it's not 50% exactly. exactly. You are not a part of, not all 50% of you are a part of this very small portion in the Bible.
0: Yes. I mean, if if Jesus
1: wanted it to be 50%, you would have seen a lot more people in the Bible representing that portion of people. So true. So So
0: true. It it really
1: comes down to like,
0: Yeah.
1: with me. I know that I'm not a part of that portion because I have this attraction to my yeah. fiance yep. that's so spiritually strong that I know that she is, I'm meant to be married to her. Yeah. And she is also going to, we're going to, you know, based off of biblical text, yeah. we will come together as one body and then we serve Christ yep. like we're supposed to.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I, I believe that a married couple is the best
0: image of God as a yep. whole. Yep, same. And I'll, another thing I'll tell you is uh, just right in line with that. Man, You, I don't know if you've listened to the show before, but everything you're saying is very much in line with what we present on this show. It's almost like, I mean, I'm I'm hearing myself just over and over uh, how you talked about um, just not, it's not that number. The people with the gift of singleness with the supernatural capability to remain unmarried, those people are not 50%. And because we're seeing 50%, something's off, something's going wrong. And you talked about, again, you chose to get married because you did not have that capability. I heard one speech, and that's just brilliant. I heard one person, uh, Chris Vallotton, I believe, was sharing a message. And he said, if you are one of those people who is intended to remain married, you will be capable of living your entire life without looking at porn, without doing anything sexual that is immoral. You'll be able to live your entire life without doing that. If you can't do that, if you're conscious, const- constantly having problems, that might be an indicator to you that, hey, I'm not meant to live a single lifestyle. I need to get married. And I've I
1: never met a single person my age yeah. that hasn't ever looked at someone with lustful eyes. Bullseye. Bullseye. And, and the fact that that is true, I have never met somebody my age to do that, shows that none of them are meant to be single for the rest right. of their lives. Amen. They yep. don't understand that. They, they think that, oh, well just because I look I don't know, window shopping and no, you you were called to find a wife and cling yeah. to her and to lead her. Yep. And, and it's not just about you either. Yep. You're not going to be just taking care of her. She will take care of you
0: in her own yeah. special way. Yeah. So good, dude. So good. Um, just on point. I think that is that right there is what guys need to hear today because I really do think we're excusing addiction to porn. We're excusing that as, uh, you, you know, um, it's just, yeah, it's wrong. It's a sin. It's immoral. But, you know, it just, it happens and guys just do it and there's nothing they can do about it. No, they're, that's how, they're choosing, they're living that way. And that's not what they're made to live like. You can't say mm-hmm. that those people are designed to be unmarried when they're having these dysfunctional problems. You can't. Uh, that, that same speaker I talked about said, if you aren't meant to get married, then you're not going to have a sex drive. Or you're going to have complete control over it, because yeah. living God has called us to live a life free from that, free from harming other people through porn, free from harming ourselves through porn. So if you claim to be a believer, um, you sh- you can you should pursue that. And I know mm. people make mistakes. I'm not saying if you look at porn, you're you're a horrible person or anything like that. It's a struggle. I get it, man. Yeah. And we're all guys here. The guy who says he hasn't looked at it is a hypocrite. Uh, yeah, but I'm absolutely. Just saying, unless you, unless you're that one percent. I mean,
1: I mean eighty four point eight percent of people have seen it at least once, and that's from eighteen, yeah. ages fourteen to eighteen.
0: Yeah, and those are the people who admitted
1: it. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Those are the people who will admit on a survey yeah. that they yeah. have one hundred percent. And seventy some percent, um, whatever my seventy percent of young
0: men will admit to being addicted. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's that's huge. Dude, at the end of this show, send me all these statistics you're getting. I'm going to put mine there too, just so people can see. And I'm going to put them in the show notes, guys. You can see these numbers. We're not making this stuff up. This is really what it's like for guys who try to live unmarried, and that's just why on this show, we. It's a horrible way to live if you're if you're having these problems. It's a horrible way to live. It's a constant. Every day of your life is a constant, unwinnable struggle if you're trying Mm. to remain unmarried. with no hope, with no end in sight. So I just really, I'm really passionate about giving the guys the end goal, the aim of marriage again. And that's why I just love having people like Landon on the show here. I think I actually mispronounced your name at the start of this episode. Can you say it again one for Your last yeah, name? Mock. Was- Mock. Mock. It's Mock. Yeah, Mock. It's so- like Mock. Mock. Landon Mock. Yeah, it's like M O C K, but it's just spelled weird because Jerry. Okay. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I got you, man. I got you. Cool. Um, so just kind of following that along, uh, following that point along, what would you say to those people? I kind of give you what I would say to them. But what would you say to those people who believe that casual encounters, summer flings, one night stands, you know, cohabitation, permanent dating? What would you say to those people who believe all those things offer everything they need? And why would you say marriage is a better goal than those?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's it really comes down to especially as a believer. Now, I'm going to do two here. One is a believer and one is someone who's not a believer. As mm-hmm. a believer, it is God ordained that a man is supposed to have a woman to help him to yeah. lead. Right. And whether that is over a church, over your family, whatever yeah. it is that you're leading in your life, we are meant to have a helper. And God created woman to be that helper for us. Yeah. Um, so as a Christian, that, that shows you that you, have, you are supposed to be with that person. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're not a believer, there are statistic anomalies for everything. Okay. You may see the bachelor that lives a great life and is healthy and is great, but that is not statistically what is normal. Yes. Yes. You you, men who live alone and, you know, die alone. It's because they don't have someone. if, If I didn't have somebody who I loved, I wouldn't care as much about my body. Right. Right. Because I know that if I were to let myself go, I'd be letting down other people. Mm -hmm. That inspires me to go out and be better. Yeah. So if you're sitting at home as a single man and you don't like the body you're in or you don't like the situation you're in, Mm -hmm. go and search for someone to be better for.
0: Yeah. So because
1: in, And I always hear, oh, nobody's going to be able to, you know, you won't be able to change until you love yourself. You shouldn't love yourself if you're not who you want to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There is a certain type of worldly love, and then there is a godly love. We yeah. do not love our bodies in the worldly, worldly sense. I'm not yeah. proud. We shouldn't be proud of our bodies.
0: Yeah. We
1: should instead love ourselves enough to go and make those changes that are necessary to make us better
0: for the person who we intend to have our future with. Right. Absolutely. And for those of you who would think, well, man, I can just, I can have that person without being married to them. Yes, you could. You could have a person that you kept care of yourself for. You could have a person that um, made that gave you incentive to take care of yourself that you loved and cared for. But again, if, the, if there's not that willingness to enter into marriage, there's not that willingness to commit for a lifelong time. And if Mm. there's not that trust there, you're not experiencing the full intimacy that you could be. So that's why you'll see over and over again, married couples are closer, 100% Mm. of the time closer. There's more trust. There's more fidelity. There's more love and admiration. When you're together in the context of marriage, I get that you can have fun. I get that you can trust somebody and live with them and be unmarried. But again, if there's always that unwillingness to step into. Uh, something that would, the purpose of marriage, again, it's, it's providing you legal and social restrictions for leaving something that you shouldn't leave. Let's say there might be people who think, well, I can have all of that. I can have somebody, I can take care of myself for somebody without being married. I can uh have somebody to look after myself for and without being married. And that's true. You can, but again, if there's not that willingness to step across that line and swear in front of a crowd, in front of God and people and say, I will be with you to the to the end of my life unless there's that willingness to do that there's not going to be there's a certain level of trust that you're not reaching as a couple so you the marriage is really a necessary step if you want to it's a it's a better step um if you want to have a more fulfilling trusting caring relationship um, so that's just another great point i would point out before we move on here um landon just before we uh just as kind of kind of a closure thought to this episode um, what what are some of the difficulties that you believe you'll have uh, getting married young, um, as opposed to getting married old? Because I don't want to pretend like there won't be difficulties. There will be, and I obviously think we both think that it's worth it. But what are some of the difficulties that you think it'll have getting married young?
1: <clears throat> yeah, um, so I definitely expect difficulties. Um, yeah, you know, it's not something that I've willingly be, been ignorant towards. Um, but some of those may be, um, you know, things that we are expecting and preparing for are financial stresses. Mm -hmm. Um, we we know that that may be a problem. Um, housing, yeah. Um, you know, especially nowadays, it's so hard without like the credit and all that stuff. Yeah. Getting a place and, um, So financially, um, you know, just getting a house, that's hard as it is. Um, You know, we we both want to pursue a career, and um, she has a job that we're blessed that she is able to do that from home if she needs to. So um, that kind of takes away from some of the difficulties that would have been upcoming with when we wanted to start a family. Yeah, um, she's able to stay at home.
0: Yeah. But
1: once you get into the that trail of thought, you start mm-hmm. thinking, OK, well, where are we going to send our kids to school? What are we going to do for our kids? Um. You know, what church will we stay at? Um, you know, there's a lot of different decisions that have to be made. But I think that the main couple of issues that will really test your marriage when you get married young are the financial issues um, yeah. You know You haven't been working for very long Right, you, yep. You're just coming out of school If you decided that university was the route You were going to go um, You know you may have debt that you need to pay off And that can be very stressful mm-hmm. um, You know a lot of divorces Are, are due to money Yeah um, And especially when you're this young You know money can definitely be an issue um, Another one is You know Trying to get into a house in this day, you know, it's really hard to get affordable housing, whether you're going to rent, build or own um, a house. So my biggest thing is knowing that those issues are going to come up and then planning with your fiance or girlfriend, whatever it is that you're in that situation, planning before you get married. That way it's not a surprise yeah. attack from the enemy whenever right. you're in this marriage, you know, you already know what you all what are going to do planning on doing and what you can yeah. do to make it better.
0: Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, just in spite of these difficulties, why, what's one reason, just really briefly, what's one reason you considered it worth it? Cause you know, the challenges, you know, you're aware of, you know, you're aware of what could go wrong. What's going to be hard. Uh, what, what, why did you consider it worth it?
1: Yeah, so there's, like, the simple, corny answer of, well, I just love her too much for it to matter. But also, like, you're going to have these issues no matter what you do in your life. Mm -hmm. We're all going to have financial issues at some point. We're all going to have to find a house at some point. Why wait and be alone to do it when you can do it with someone else there to help you through Whatever issues may come up, you know, I'd Absolutely. much rather have my fiance with me th- through these issues than have to get through them on my own at a later mm-hmm. stage in my life.
0: So good, man. So good. That is an odd. That's all the questions I've got for you today, Lane. And what's just one thought? Uh, that you would leave with listeners who are perhaps young, uh, considering marriage as an, as an option for them. And this might be the hanging in the balance moment where they decide, Hey, this is something that I'm going to go for. What's one thought you would leave with them?
1: I would say pray, you know, praying is what got me to the point where I'm at today. Um, when you have that relationship with Jesus, it opens up your eyes to, um, what he has in store for you and what his will is in your life. Um, and and if you don't have that close connection, it's going to be really hard, if not impossible to find what it is that
0: God had planned for you. So good. Awesome. Landon, it's been an honor to have you on the show today. Um, I feel like I've been communicating with my own mind. Like I've, like I don't think I've disagreed with you on like a single thing you've said. Been super encouraging for me on that level. Just to see somebody, a young dude living their life out like that, because I think that is just where it's at, man. I love to see young believers uh, pursuing their their God intended purpose as a spouse. Um, just love seeing that. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate having you. Hey, thank you for
1: having me. I think that. Um you know these values that me and you share it's not because they're yeah. ours it's because they're godly values you yeah. know and being able yep. to hear from other people who also understand those godly values is really encouraging and I,
0: I'm, i'd love to come back anytime absolutely I, I can't wait to have you back it's gonna be good i can see it now we're gonna have a huge amounts of good conversation on here uh, it's gonna be fun uh for those oh, yeah. of you guys listening thank you so much for tuning in remember to check out the restoring rapport uh, facebook page as well as our instagram page we post quotes there regularly pertaining to marriage and family therapy we're also going to have a merch drop coming up soon so for those of you listening remember to the only way you can have access to that merch is by com- becoming a subscriber to the show at which point you're going to get it for absolutely free as long as subscri- as long as uh, my supplies last okay so you're going to again i'm going to send you a free hat as soon as you subscribe to this show you're going to get access to double the content as well as uh, free merchandise so thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you next time